Welcome to a podcast about wealth and life. We all know that our finances play a big part in how we live our lives. In this podcast, the advisors from Foster and Motley share insights and information about investment and financial planning topics and how they connect to your life. Just because things change with the economy, and here I'm specifically talking about interest rates, that doesn't mean your kids' hopes and dreams change. I'm Patrice Sikora, and with me is Joe Patterson from Foster and Motley. Today, we're going to talk about the potentially helpful but sticky business of family loans. Now, Joe, I know this is not a new concept, especially when it comes to helping your kids with something like a mortgage, but it's becoming a little more common, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So there's really two key reasons we're seeing this topic come up more often. One, unsurprisingly, interest rates have risen rapidly. We saw the Fed raise rates at a historically quick pace in 2022. So gone are the times of 3% or sub 3% mortgage loans being readily available to buyers or refinancers of a mortgage. So that's driving the conversation because as new buyers, a rate going from three to six or seven, where we float here early June, thereabouts, means a materially higher payment. And a house that might've been affordable a year or two ago is no longer potentially affordable. Uh, the 1B reason why we keep talking about this and we're talking about it more is despite the Fed's desire, uh, mm -hmm. goal of slowing down growth in home prices, it's still really hard to buy a house. There's an inventory issue, right? There's not enough new homes being built. There's not enough existing homes being put up for sale. Many people have foregone the decision to move in favor of updating or expanding their current living arrangement. So there just aren't enough homes to buy for would-be new buyers of homes. And that means we still are anecdotally, at least here in the Midwest, and I think it's true a lot in a lot of the country, hearing stories of multiple buyers, multiple offers, bids well above ask, waiving of inspections, things that you don't really feel great about doing as a, as a home buyer, particularly a first-time home buyer. So it's a challenging time and remains a challenging time like it has been the past several years to buy a new home. So that's where the family can potentially step in. Folks who have done well and, and are in that uh, lucky position to be able to help their kids and there's a few ways they can go about that when thinking about buying a new home, but this could apply to other large purchases. Mortgage is the most common one that's come up lately because of the reasons we just discussed. Yeah. Are the kids coming to ask for the money or is it the parents simply saying, we want to help? It is more of the latter. A lot of times it's someone like myself saying to my client, you know, when I hear that their kids are shopping hey, you could help your kids out here. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a couple ways to do it. I think there's always concern that, well, if we're just giving them money, then they didn't work hard enough for it or whatever the uh, psychological and kind of more subjective reasons of maybe I don't want to give a bunch of money to my kids <laughs> right. when they're younger. We can have a whole separate sidebar on that topic that we won't today. So- one option that I throw out for clients who have capital at hand, and this, and this would be capital to be specific, that's probably in a taxable investment portfolio that isn't bound by large unrealized capital gains. So mm -hmm. 
funds that are easily accessible from a tax perspective, probably not telling a client to draw money out of an IRA to do this. But option one is give the child the money as a loan. And really option one is a 1A and a 1B. And it, that could just be money for the down payment or it can be money for the whole purchase. You know, in a world of challenging home buying negotiations and situations, it is absolutely true that cash is still king. Right. I've had two clients successfully help their kids buy houses recently by virtue of their ability to step in and provide a cash offer. One of those clients is having their child go and get a mortgage rate and pay them back. Uh, the other one is acting as the bank. So again, you can put your child in a position to potentially get a house they might not by virtue of saying, hey, look, this is a cash offer. That is still meaningful in today's buying environment. The question of you know how much is it for the whole purchase? Obviously, a cash offer has to be for the whole deal. Many first time or, or younger home buyers don't have the cash on hand to finance a, a cash closing, but their parents might. Other folks, a loan for down payment and or things to put in the house, it's getting ever more expensive to buy stuff to put in those houses. It's one thing to get the house. It's another to buy furniture. And for many people who are buying their first home, they might be coming from an apartment and you know moving into a house with lots of empty junk. rooms. A lot so, of junk from your apartment. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, and the third option is just, hey, just give them a gift of some dollar amount for some or all the purchase. Now that is a whole separate conversation as to, well, how much do we want to give? How should we think about giving as a family? But let's think about the loan. Let's think about the loan route for a minute. So the loan could be short-term, could be long-term, depends on the amount. What's the interest rate? Like I said earlier, right now, mortgage rates are floating in the Let's pick a 30-year fix. It's in the six and a half to seven percent range, depending on the day. You can consult the you can make the loan rate whatever you want. That's first and first of all. As the person loaning the money, it's entirely up to you to say, well, hey, you get seven percent, or you get six, or you get five or four, whatever the, the case may be. It's important to note that if you go below the rate, which is referred to as the applicable federal or AFR rate for a given loan and their short, medium and long-term loans. You know, if we were thinking about a standard mortgage of 15 or 30 years, you know, the IRS would consider that a long-term loan. I think long-term in their view is any, any term greater than nine years. They have rates that are published on a monthly basis for each loan term, and they tend to mirror prevailing rates out in the world. So right now, you know, I just looked at a long-term rate a few weeks ago. This was the May rate. It was like 3.76% or thereabouts. All that that AFR rate means is below that rate. So let's say you loan your child money at 2%. Then the difference in, basically the difference in the interest reduction between the 2% and the 3.76% rate is considered a gift. So that's something to be aware of. It might be fine. It doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't do it, but it does mean that you need to, to count that, account for that gift somehow. Right, right. So we, you know, we can think about that as a consideration. Joe, in, in your opinion, should they draw up a contract on this with the kid? If they, short answer, yes. If, if particularly if they're structuring this as an ongoing loan, 
but any loan that that there's an expectation of repayment, it's good practice to do it. It doesn't have to go through any sort of rigorous process as long as there's a good workable loan document that has the terms laid out, has both parties signing. If you're mom and dad and you're, you're being the bank, so to speak, meaning providing this ongoing mortgage loan in lieu of traditional financing through a bank or other entity, you're going to need to report that in interest as income, right? So, mm-hmm. so there's a tax planning element of this, making sure that you know your advisor and your CPA, to the extent you use a CPA, have knowledge of this because it will be reported as income on your tax return. It's kind of like if you went and bought a bond, right? Which is just a loan. You get interest on the bond. You pay tax on the interest via your taxes each year. This is the exact same thing. So that would be something to be aware of. The act of making this a giftable reduction in interest isn't necessarily going to spring any tax on anybody, but it is something that may need to be reported. So We've talked in previous discussions about the annual exclusion gifting limit. Anyone can give anyone else $17,000 a year now as of 2023. That doesn't need to be reported anywhere. If you give an individual more than that amount, you are required to file a federal gift tax return. That's generally informational. Most of the cases of anybody filing a return, there isn't going to be any taxes. As long as you haven't used up your current lifetime exemption, which today sits just below $13 million per person. So we're talking about very, very few people who could make a gift that gets filed on a gift tax return that's actually taxable. Only if you'd used up your full exemption prior to making that gift. But it is informational and it just says, hey, if I have 12.92 million today and I use 100,000 of it, then I have 12.82 million left on my lifetime Mm -hmm. gifting exemption from estate tax. Do you see more families going for the loan or the gift? I see a mixed bag. I see more families doing a gift for down payment assistance. I see as far as full amounts go, or they'll just say, you know, I have a few clients who have said, we're going to give each child X amount of money when they buy a house, just a fixed amount. And every kid's going to get the same amount and they will do with that what they will either increase the down payment or they will have some extra money floating around to buy furniture and other things. So I see that arrangement again for the down payment or kind of, you know, just purchase assistance, but not the full gift. That is typically been structured as more of a gift than a loan. Folks who want to be the bank are generally setting that structure up for a longer term loan and it's more looks more or less just like a mortgage would look, but there's no bank, mom and dad or the bank. Well, this begs the question, you have an agreement with your child, it's drawn up, everybody signed it, what happens when there's a late payment or your child is not in a position to pay it back? Yeah, and this is a discussion that that we as advisors bring up for doing this. So uh, I generally don't recommend that my clients loan their kids money If there's a concern, they won't pay it back unless specifically that is the idea, meaning I'm going to set up this loan and in lieu of giving you a gift, I'm just going to have you 
pay it back to me each year, but I might, as an example, forgive the interest. Okay. You know, so I have one client who's making an annual payment, paying down the principal through mom and dad and mom and dad are saying, Hey, don't worry about the interest. So they're forgiving the interest on the loan to their child. So that's one way to think about doing it. You could forgive principal and then you can make that a gift. So if I forgive $5,000 of interest, then I'll say, well, I'm just making a gift to you for the forgiveness of this rather than saying, well, it's actually, it's actually loan forgiveness. And then theoretically, if the child receives loan forgiveness, that isn't a gift that's just loan forgiveness, then technically they should report that as income on their own tax return. So I got a whole other set of taxable <laughs> things to think about, but I can avoid that by saying, Hey, I'm going to, as a gift to you, I'm going to forgive this. So, or the other way around it is to say, here's some additional funds. I'm just going to let you have that money and you can pay me back for the interest. It's all, it's an accounting thing more or less. So I do have a couple of clients who have set up loans with the idea that they are planning to forgive a portion of it each year equal to the exclusion amount. And all that does is allow them to spread that out over a little longer time frame and avoid filing a gift tax return. Now, again, most people are never going to have to worry about paying estate tax. Even with the limits set to sunset here in 2026, they're still going to likely to be able to protect seven, eight million a person, which means very few people are going to have to worry about that. But yeah, it's something to be aware of. You know, I have another client who just put in a mortgage loan for her child and that child is very readily able to pay the loan back and she just wants to help her get a better rate. So depends on the situation, but that's a conversation you should have obviously on the front end. Joe, is there anything we haven't mentioned here? We talked about loans and uh, gifts and what to keep in mind and uh, possible contracts and the taxes, of course, taxes involved. Anything we've not touched on that you think we should? I think one thing I will bring up to clients when they're thinking about this is, are you willing and able to do this for your other kids? Right. You know, it's one thing to give a loan to one of your children, and maybe that's very readily affordable, but are you willing to do it for others if you have multiple children? So it isn't to say you should or shouldn't do it. It isn't to say that you have to go and tell the other children, hey, we did this. We gave our child, the oldest alone. And, you know, now you all get the loans. Most siblings, I don't think, go and ask their other siblings, where'd you get your loan from? <laughs> Maybe they do. No, so, I don't think they do. I don't. But, you know, that's that's a consideration. A lot of clients care about equity. So with the gift, like I said, I have a couple who have just said, hey, we're going to give this fixed amount to all four of our kids or all three of our kids or whatever the case may be. And we've talked about that. And, and then we've decided they can afford it. So just again, keep that in mind. You know, I had the same conversation, different topic, but about college planning for their oldest. It's like, well, if you send your oldest to an Ivy League school, you're going to feel okay saying the other, the next two can't go because mm. uh, I wouldn't want to have that conversation, but perhaps it's a non-issue. So th that kind of discussion of like, hey, if it's known and it's this is the plan and, and you can afford it. That's one thing. But, you know, if you, you may end up in a situation where, you know, hey, you do this for the oldest, why won't you do it for me? Right. So keep that in mind as well. Right. Very valid point. So if someone has questions about all of this loaning kids money, how can they reach you, Joe? 
Yeah, sure. Feel free to uh, find us on the web, www.fosterandmotley, F-O-S-T-E-R-A-N-D-M-O-T-L-E-Y.com, www.fosterandmotley.com, or find us toll-free, 1-800-532-2962. And of course, follow this podcast to know when the next is ready for you. And you might want to share this one with your adult children. Suggest they listen. They might learn something. And thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to Foster and Motley, a podcast about wealth and life. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information discussed and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Foster and Motley. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Keep in mind that rules and regulations are subject to change. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions regarding your financial planning and investments. Foster & Motley is not affiliated with any third-party providers. Any mention of a third-party provider does not imply an endorsement of that provider. If you decide to utilize a third-party provider, you do so at your own risk.